0: Welcome, and thanks for joining The Journey. Hi, my name is Leah, and I'm a worship pastor in Ohio and the creator and host of The Journey podcast and website. I'm on a journey to yes as I follow the Lord's leading in this season of my life, and I hope to inspire others to step out of the boat like Peter and walk on water, never looking to the left or right and getting distracted, but rather fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. My hope is that you find Jesus in your journey as you hear about my journey and the journey of those in the Bible who joined Jesus along the way. I pray that you allow Him to meet you where you are and trust Him as He takes you where He wants you to go. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to episode sixteen of the Journey. Today's episode is another Bible journey episode, and I've been super excited about this content. Uh, I've been thinking about it for a while, and I'm actually kind of backing it up with episode seventeen. So I'm I am pairing. This content uh, as a launch into episode 17. So if you if you're tuning in this week, I hope that you come back for more. on episode 17. Every year at this time, it's hard for me to get um, to not get rather just super reflective as I consider the calendar, just the physical actual calendar. Because for those of you who are not um, church going people, I guess you might say uh, Palm Sunday may not ring a bell to you, but On the calendar, there's something called Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. And to some, those are just exactly what they are, dates on a calendar. It's just a a Sunday, a Friday, and a Sunday. But to me and many others, they are significant reminders to stop and pause and remember all that Jesus did for me years ago. And I know it's something that we should do every day of our lives, every month, every Sunday, which is in fact true. But to me, these are significant markers um, in the year where I just take extra purposeful time to really just stop and think and thank the Lord for every single thing that he did for me because it's just, it's just so important. And, and we take communion every month as this, as a reminder monthly. But, but for me, these are significant reminders on the calendar, on the physical calendar, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday. And so for this reason, I thought I would connect episodes 16 and 17 uh, the content, and I'm going to use the Gospels to discuss some key details of things that happened in the Bible during what is called Passion Week. And so, this year, Passion Week goes from April 10th, um, Palm Sunday, to April 16th, which is the Saturday before Easter. And essentially, Passion Week, or what some might say is Holy Week, is a remembrance of the events leading up to Jesus's crucifixion and resurrection, starting with his entry into Jerusalem. So, I'm calling this episode the crowd's journey, because I want to focus on two specific crowds in the Bible in relation to this part of the story of, of Jesus. And one crowd was found at the triumphal entry, and the other crowd was found when Jesus went before Pilate. And, and in fact, they are called the crowd. They're named that crowd. And so I'm going to focus on the account found in Matthew, but you can find similar references in Mark, Luke, and John, uh, just their own variation of of the accounts that are are given there, but I'm choosing to hang in Matthew, uh, and I'm going to start in Matthew 21 because next week's episode uh, carries over into the story in in Matthew as well. So before I pose some questions and provide my thoughts, I guess, on this subject, I want to first read the scripture and give some details about each crowd that gathered because, well, I feel like that's a really good starting place so we can just, again, get the context of what we're talking about for the day. So like I said, I'm going to begin in Matthew 21, and it begins with Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. That's the heading of the chapter, and and Jesus had asked the disciples to go ahead of him to, and to get a donkey. And so I'm going to start reading verses 6 through 11, and it says this. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. So before we process what I just read, I I want you to stop for just a second. I want you to think about an experience um, today. Like, so I want you to think about the red carpet experience and what that looks like for today. Um, so the biggest names in the industry, the the movie industry, whatever industry in Hollywood, they get out of their limos. They've got cameras flashing in their faces. Their names are being shouted for everyone to hear. They've got interviews going on. They've got, it's just, it's just a big party, right? It's a big deal. And when you go to Hollywood, I've personally never been there, but I've seen pictures and have heard people talk about it. Something that you do is you go to see the stars and you find the handspr- handprints on the Walk of Fame. And so people travel for miles just to experience being in the same place and space as someone who uh, is famous. And so if if we take that today's um, image, rather, of of what we know of today's popularity experience in Hollywood, and we translate that back to Bible times, I could just picture a very similar scene. Jesus is entering Jerusalem, and not in a limo, but he's approaching towns, uh, this town with a large crowd gathering, and they begin to shout his name. They sing his praises. They're placing their coats at his feet. They're waving palm branches in honor of this king who is entering town. There's no flashy cameras. There's no fancy outfits. Uh, There's no limo involved, just coats, palms, and a donkey. And by the way, I could spend an entire episode on the donkey But I will not digress. So, if you're curious, maybe sometime I'll pull an episode out about the donkey. But for now, that's not part of today's episode. So, the first crowd that we're thinking about is this crowd that has gathered and followed him as he's entering into Jerusalem, and they're singing his praises, and it's just—it's a time I would say of celebration. Um, Hosanna is is a a word of praise, and. just kind of giving honor where honor's due for this person who's entering town. And his name was known, you know, as he's entering. Um, you know, they said the Son of David. The um, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. They they knew his name. But we're going to fast forward uh, some days into Holy Week. And we're going to skip to Matthew 7, uh, 27. And this is when Jesus is standing before Pilate after his arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is where we're going to find the next crowd that I'd like to discuss. And so this is the part of the story where Pilate asks Jesus about the charges that have been brought against him. And if he believes that he is, in fact, the king of the Jews, because that's the statement that was made, that this man thinks he's the king of the Jews. And Jesus responds simply by stating, yes, it is as you say. So I'm going to pick up reading verses 15 to 26, Then I know it's a little lengthy, but I think, again, it's kind of important to just get this picture of this crowd. And this is what it says. Now it was the governor's custom at the feast to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time, when they had, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was out of envy they had handed Jesus over to him. What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they, meaning the crowd, shouted all the louder, crucify him. Notice they did not answer his question. They just said crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I am innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered. Let his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed over to be crucified. What a contrast, right When I taught fifth grade, even when I taught second grade, we always did these big uh, Venn diagrams and these big units on comparing and contrasting events and stories and so I just get this this picture, I guess of this enormous Venn diagram and everything that transpired on the one side of the triumphal entry and what transpired on the other side as he's standing in front of Pilate and both times surrounded by crowds and wondering, is there anything similar in the middle that we could discuss between these two crowds, or is it so stinking different and contrasting? But, I mean, the just the events themselves, the emotion from the days prior, when the crowd of people were shouting his name, they were singing his praise, there was they were honored to be in his presence, and they were filled with joy over his arrival. I can just, exp- I, I can just visualize their faces and their body language and, and what they were doing. I'm sure dancing and singing and just kind of jovial and having a good time. And then I can imagine the mob of people at the trial before pilot, and they're filled with hatred and rage and bitterness and any other negative emotion that you can possibly think of in name. And, and, if you just close your eyes for just a minute, can you envision each scenario? Can you picture? Each crowd. And I, I pause for a reason because I want you to get this in your, in your mind and in your heart. Because sometimes I think it's one thing, um, especially for people who maybe have gone to church their whole lives, and it's just like, oh, it's Easter, I know the story. It's, it's something for me to be able to go back into a story that is so familiar to me, something that I read every single year, kind of like the, the Christmas story, right? and what new details can pop out about the Christmas story, but this one here has so many pieces and parts and so many layers, and I just wonder if we could just stop today and we can contemplate just the details of this story and put yourself in Jesus' position. Can you do that for just a minute? Can you put yourself in the position, you know, kind of being exalted and elevated in one scene and then just completely trashed in another? And I'm just wondering what's going on in his heart and mind. Now, now you, if you know the story, you know that he knew this was coming because that's why he came to earth, right? So he, he knew this was it, it, the plan for him. But I still imagine as a human, right, he was fully God and fully man. As a human, I'm sure he had some thoughts, feelings, emotions connected to this experience. And so... Every year I contemplate the significance of Good Friday through Easter, really Palm Sunday through Easter, and I'm filled with thoughts and I'm filled with questions and emotions and my mind and my heart kind of just reconnect on the details of this story. And I think sometimes it's even hard to even talk about without getting emotional because when you consider everything Jesus endured for me, for you, because that's what it was about. it wasn't about him. It was never about him. He was such a humble man. And so I'm going to take some time to really pose some questions over these next minutes, and i'm going to, I'm going to ask some questions, things that I've contemplated over the years, things that, I, that I, I read this actually every year. I've got it stored in a note in my phone, and it's something that I pull out every single. Easter, just as a remembrance. This is something I wrote years ago. And so I want to take time to pause and ask some reflective questions. And I really do want you to stop and think. I don't want this to be like just plowing through, listening to the questions and going, oh, well, that was another episode. Way to go. No, I want you to stop. And if that means you have to actually pause the episode, think about the question and then push play again until the next question's asked and then push play again. And what I want you to know is that some of the questions I'm asking don't necessarily have anything to do per se with the two crowds that I've talked about, but they do lead into some content that's coming next in the next episode episode 17 and I and I will let you know as that as that happens. But if you will, will you put yourself in the headspace to just con- consider the significance of Palm Sunday through Easter? And will you yourself take time to answer these questions and to think about them? So I consider putting myself back in history when Jesus entered Jerusalem on the donkey. And I I wonder if I would have had the palm branch in my hand. I wonder if I would have been the person to take off my coat and throw it on the dirt road so that his donkey can walk over my coat. I wonder if I would have shouted in excitement as he's arriving in town and letting everyone know he's here, he's here. I wonder if that would have been me. And I wonder if I would have joined in the festivities because everyone around me was doing so or because I knew the man personally and wanted to honor him. You know, I have to consider the crowd that was there. And I wonder if if some people just got caught up in the commotion that was going on and they were participating, but they really didn't know the why. So I wonder if I was one of those people or if I was one of the people that I was like, I'm I'm waiting because I know he's coming and I'm going to be the first one in line to see him and to, to wave my hands and to shout his praises. And I, I wonder if you remember in Matthew 21 when it talked about as Jesus entered the city, the people around were asking who he was and that the crowd who had gathered and had just traveled with him and answered. This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. So I, I wonder, would I have known his name? Or would I have been the one saying, who who is he? Who, who is this man? Would I have known of him? Or would I have known him? And I consider where I would have been as Jesus entered the Garden of Gethsemane with his disciples on that Thursday. Would I have been one of the disciples that fell asleep when he asked me to keep watch and pray? Would I have been the one to cut the ear off of the soldier out of anger? Would I have been the one to kiss his cheek and betray him and sell him for 30 pieces? And these are questions to ponder this week. More that will be addressed in in episode 17 as we dive deeper into the days of Jesus' crucifixion leading up to his resurrection. But I consider, where would I have been as he was handed from over to Caiaphas, the high priest? And I wonder if I would have joined the crowd that stood as he stood before Pilate. Would I have been in that crowd? Would I have joined the crowd shouting, Barabbas, Barabbas, release to us, Barabbas? Or would I have maybe been one on the outside looking in, claiming Jesus' innocence the entire time? Would I have been the one filled with anger and bitterness and envy and rage? And if so, why? What would have gotten me to that place in my life where I was so adamant that an innocent man should take the place of a criminal and die a sinner's death? And as he walked the road to Golgotha, would I have been on the side watching, mourning his impending death? Would I have been cheering and going, yeah, he's getting what he deserves. This is this is what he gets. Would I have been like Peter and, and ran away and denied him three times despite the relationship that was there? Would I have been the one that the Roman soldiers pointed and said, you'll carry the cross in his weakness, so carry the cross for him? Once he was placed upon the cross, would I have been one of the soldiers that stood and mocked him? Would I have joined in the gambling of his clothing? When he was thirsty and crying out, would I have been the one to dip the sponge in vinegar and offer him a bitter drink? Would I have been the one that spit in his face? or would i be mourning with his family and offer my condolences to mary his mother who is watching her son be brutally beaten and die right in front of her eyes would i have been that one soldier at the end who who asked for forgiveness or maybe even would i have been one of the thieves hanging on the crosses to the left and to the right would i have been the thief who was mocking the scenario or would i have been the thief who So will you remember me? Would I have been ignorant in this entire scenario after he was buried in the tomb? Would I have joined in preparing the body? Maybe, maybe I would have been one who kept watch so that no one could enter. When the when the stone was rolled away, would I have been? One that believed, or would I have run in fear, wondering who who took the body? Maybe I would have been one of the disciples who didn't even recognize him, or maybe I would have been doubting Thomas, who until he touched his hands and he touched his side couldn't believe his eyes. There's so much to consider as we head into. Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Easter. There's so many questions to ponder in my, my heart and my mind as I sit and I, I rethink these things once again. And every year, it's the same for me. It doesn't get any easier for me as I consider these things. And I reflect back on the year previous. And so these, again, many of these questions are things to just keep in your head and ponder as you go through this next week, as you prepare to listen for epi- to episode 17. And and we go we look a little further at some of the other pieces of the story. But will you take a moment to consider for yourself where you would be and what role you would play? Which crowd you would have joined? You know, maybe maybe at some point in your life you would be able to say that you once could see yourself with the crowd singing Hosanna and, and waving palms, and, and maybe you reflect on your life and you remember. When you knew Jesus and honored him in your life, and, and maybe it's all the way back into your childhood days when your grandma used to take you to church. But now maybe you only go to church on Christmas or Easter because you want to make your mom happy. So so maybe for you, you're thinking back to when you were a kid on Palm Sunday. And, and you once sang Hosanna. But maybe now you find yourself in a different position. Maybe you find yourself remembering when you could have easily been in the crowd screaming for his death and the release of a prisoner. And maybe today you find yourself reflecting in a different way. Maybe you're reflecting on the transforming power and the grace and the goodness and the forgiveness of Jesus in your life as, as you moved from the, someone who might have joined the crowd at his trial to someone who would have been participating with the crowd at his entry into the city. So, where do you find yourself in all of this? You see, it's not just a story in a book. This happened. This is history. And I don't know where you are in relation to believing all the details and the facts of this quote unquote story, if you want to say it's a story. This is is the life of a man who came to earth to seek and to save those who are lost. He lived and breathed and died. He died a sinner's death for you and for me. And so I think it's so important that we stop and we say and we acknowledge, okay, there were two crowds there were two crowds. Which one would I have been in? And thinking back to all the other questions that I posed and answering for yourself, where would you have found yourself along the way during that week? And so as I sign off on this episode of The Journey, my prayer for you today is that you would take very purposeful time to really process each question asked in today's episode and to see where you find yourself fitting into the story. And I pray that as you reflect and think about all that Jesus endured from the time that he entered Jerusalem to the time that he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and betrayed, and he was standing before Pilate, he was flogged and mocked and spit on and beaten and crucified and buried and raised to life again. I pray, I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart and to your mind and that you truly can come to a place of heartfelt gratitude for all that he's done for you. Because it is such a gift. He's given such an amazing gift. He gave the ultimate sacrifice. He he gave his life for you and he offers it as a free gift to you. And he's just waiting for you to open the package and accept the gift and just to acknowledge what he did for you. So I'm praying for you as we go through. The calendar events of Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Easter Sunday. I'm praying for you that you would truly be able to be in a place of heartfelt gratitude and thank Jesus for every single thing that He's done for you. And again, if you don't know Jesus, I would love to connect with you and talk to you more about Him. I would love to walk you through and pray with you. As you accept him into your heart. And and it's just as simple as that. You can do it right now. You can say, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died for me. I acknowledge what you did and I ask that you would forgive me for every single thing. Forgive me for being the one who would have stood in the crowd and screamed for your death. Forgive me for being the one who would have spit on your face. Forgive me for being the one who would have gambled for your clothing. Forgive me for being the one who would have mocked and laughed. Forgive me of my ignorance. God, and help me to accept this free gift, this gift of grace and mercy and forgiveness. Lord, and help me to live for you as you want me to live, to live out the purpose that you have for my life. That's my prayer for you today. Thanks for listening to The Journey. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and how you are journeying with Jesus. You can go to my website, leahmenzi.wixsite.com the-journey and click the contact tab to connect with me through the form there. You can email me at leahmenzi at gmail.com or check me out on Instagram and send me a private message. Until next time, Journey On!